Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detail, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear. our last hour of Sports Talk tonight at 720 tonight. LSU baseball coach Jay Johnson. Bob, one of the things we were talking about uh, kind of off the air before um, we came back on was uh, the situation that Pete brought up that he thinks there may be some legislation about hitting the quarterback's arm. You know, one of the things is, what if that would have happened to Mahomes or Burrow instead of Brock Purdy? Oh, no, that, that definitely would be addressed with the competition committee, and it'd be like, oh, well, we can't have that. Uh, it we, does matter what would, happened to no, no, now. You yeah, might yeah. say that's not fair, no. but it is reality of this world. Yes, uh, they don't want that happen to Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow or uh, uh, like Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, all Trevor no, Lawrence. No, 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 you Trevor kind of Lawrence. go through the names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You go through all uh, the names. Are now if you're running, I don't know if you run. How can I mean uh, you're going to get tackled? Uh, I mean you like a running back. But that's why I still don't know, though. Uh, you know, they're trying to protect the head. I don't know how they legislate no, that no, thing with to, the arm. Yeah, protect the head. They're trying to protect uh, the knees or, you know, below the waist. And they said, okay, you can hit from the waist, kind of in the shoulder. And then you can hit them, but then you can't drive them into the ground. Uh, like what happened with Tua, you know, you bang head. You got to kind of lay them down. No, it's a bunch of BS. It's like it's terrible. So to me. How, how are you going to get? Younger guys to play defense today, with, with all of this, you well, can say, "Well, we're going to teach them when they're small." By the time they get big, you're going to have changed the rules again. Well, the thing is, you're in a no-win situation. How you trying to play defense and you handcuff? Uh, okay, I got to play, and you got one hand tied behind your back, basically. Uh, I, I know we want to see points. We want to be entertained. We'd rather see a game uh, like uh, thirty-four to thirty. Instead of a thirteen ten, yeah, because so many that. people today, even if they're a, a casual football fan, fantasy football. Oh, without a doubt, and uh, gambling has become involved heavily too. No, I mean the commissioner's not going to tell you that, but that's reality. Yeah, that yeah. fantasy football and gambling has uplifted this league quite a bit uh, over the last ten, fifteen years. Well, tremendously. Uh, to me, if. Um if you're not long-term, like, for instance, uh, Brock Purdy. I have with Brock Purdy, uh, this happened to me, like, that's basically uh, three decades ago, okay? Now, I still get a little arthritis, and, you know, when it gets cold, I can feel it. Arthritis, uh, right? uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but it's not affecting my head. See, the thing is, I can understand when they're trying to legislate when you get concussions. 
Uh, okay. Uh, you deal and with, even the knee issues. Uh, yeah, because then you kind of like a cripple. Uh, as far as like you're walking and you go, man, I, I, I can't even walk. I got to have a knee replacement and all that. And it affects your career. So when you look at, okay, it's one wing, it's your arm and all that. So, and again, we like control violence. We like tackle football. So I don't know how you could put into play rules that basically, uh, okay, well, so where am I going to hit him? Or, or, or I'm going to get penalized. That's why I, I think fans, and I think if you're a true quarterback and you're tough enough and you played football, you don't want it to be where you got to, okay, just put a skirt on him, just put a dress on him, and then you just pull the flag. No, that, that's too prima donna. Football is a team sport. It's like golf or tennis. It's a team sport. You want to be a leader of men. That you have to be able to have some kind of toughness. And then if you get hurt, if you get hurt, sorry, just bad luck. No, no, I, I know. But you know what? You know what's the Why the NFL doesn't necessarily agree with that? I think long term. Because there's not enough quarterbacks at that level. They wish, listen, the NFL would care less. If they had about a dozen Patrick Mahomes, if they had a, a, about a dozen Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes at that level, no, but that's just one Mahomes, no. one Burrow, well, that's one what I'm Lawrence. Saying, Mike, Mike, they don't even have thirty-two guys. They right. don't even have. Uh, listen, Probably we they, talk they about got five or six or seven at the most. Okay, this one. Okay, uh, now we talk about franchise quarterbacks. When you look at starters, there's thirty-two teams, and half of them are looking for yes, other people. The NFL half feels fortunate. So let's say. And then we talk about franchise. Like Andy Dalton. You cannot tell me Andy Dalton is not a legitimate starter. I know. Above and beyond board, he's an NFL legitimate starter. There's 32 starting quarterbacks. Andy Dalton is in that number. It doesn't mean you're going to win anything, but I know he's in that number. So when you look at I'm telling you, 16 to 20 individuals in the world could play NFL quarterback at the highest level. And they're a starter, and they won't embarrass you. They won't embarrass you, and they are legit. Doesn't mean you're winning anything, but there's about eight, ten, twelve guys. They look at, at the top level, my, my, and then after that, it's a dramatic drop no, off. No, they, they look at it's like he's playing because we have nobody else. Watch when the, the NFL draft comes around about guys that I, I would question. Uh, how quickly they could help an NFL team. I, I know Bryce Young can. I know Bryce Young today could so, help so Mike, you, you, start an NFL team. So wait, you're hoping they have one or two guys. <laughs> one or two. And and you might get two. Yeah, might, might. Might. Might out of the group. But, okay, are you banking your future on Anthony Richardson or or, or Will Levis? Well, 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 but then uh, you, you better. Oh, uh, CJ Stroud. Well, now we'll give CJ this. I thought he played the best game I've ever seen him play against Georgia, because he ran the ball. He was hesitant to do that uh, when we saw him this year with the Buckeyes. He was okay. hesitant. Okay, Mike, look at the Bears and their situation. I think uh, he's an NFL. Justin quarterback. Fields. Yeah, okay, I think he's an NFL quarterback. But you think Bears fans they embrace uh, Justin Fields? They, uh, they ready to run him out of town. And, and I think, okay, there's not 32 guys better than him. Again, if it I, mean you, would they wanted him out. Uh, if I'm the Saints, I'd have my hand way up in the air for but, Justin but Mike, Fields. You know what I'm saying? Uh, if you look, what it's not that magical to make things. It's a team sport. Uh, I'm telling you. So when you look at all the guys who are available and who you're going to trust, again, like we said, I said this about four or three, not four, it's about three hours ago. That if you look the past decade, 
Mike, if you're a first-round draft, drafted quarterback or early second, it's like a third, third, like basically 30% of those guys even work out in the NFL. So 70 don't. So, yes. <laughs> That's so, it. I mean, it's like, oh, the Saints need to draft uh, some young guy who's going to work out. Uh, they don't know that. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870 and LSU head baseball coach Jay Johnson. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike Detillier along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear On our Oakwood Heart Jewelers Talk and Text Line, LSU head baseball coach Jay Johnson. Jay, uh, uh, Thatcher heard... Uh, is going to donate 100% of his name, image, likeness money that he's received so far to the Greater Baton Rouge Food Bank. And he, he plans on donating all of the NIL money he earns uh, toward local charities. How much is that? Is is maybe someone in his ear? Or maybe uh, Do you have any influence there about, hey, listen, of, of a give back to the community? Or you sort of stay out of it completely? Yeah, does he come from a rich family or, or what? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I'm looking at that. It's like a good for him that he's doing no, it's, all No, it's a great story. No, exactly. Awesome guy. A great person to do that an also outstanding pitcher but you know not a lot of people are going to do that today yeah thatcher is a great talent i think he's a future major league pitcher he's obviously one that's going to pitch in our pitching rotation but you know another part of what we do is try to build character within the players and the team and talking about a guy that's got elite character that comes from a great family and uh, very good giving heart, and that was just an example of that. So super proud of him. Uh, are you guys involved with that? Uh, maybe uh, not say specifically, but to, but to give back to the community? Not, not directly, okay. like in a case like this. I think what I would say is like LSU baseball, you know, gives our players a lot. Just when you think about the opportunity to come to Baton Rouge, play in front of great fans and – our players get a lot out of being in our program. So I think them giving it back is just a great sign of character and, you know, showing that they really get the bigger picture of life, that they're very fortunate and and helping people maybe that aren't as fortunate. And so Thatcher is just a really good example of that. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, uh, not to put pressure on him, but, you know, everyone, uh, any program, they're looking at who's their Friday night starter, who's in the rotation, uh, to me, this is unbelievable because I know all the baseball that you've witnessed. Uh, you know, right-handed transfer, if I'm pronouncing it right, Paul Skeenis. Is it, is it Skeenis or Skeens? Skeens. Okay, yeah. Paul Skeens. Uh, projected first-rounder. 
and you say, like, Friday night starter. When you say the answer is yes, a thousand percent yes, and if I didn't answer yes, I, I, I don't know if I'm doing a good job. Man, that dude must be a stud, uh, considering the expectations with him and his ability. Yeah, he's special. I mean, the talent's easy to see. He's a big guy, like six foot six, six foot seven, and it's a fastball up to 99 miles an hour with three plus pitches. Uh, but, you know, special person too. Competitor, warrior. Uh, exactly what you think a player that spent two years at the Air Force Academy would be like in terms of discipline. And very few times do you get, you know, the total package with player, person, competitor. And Paul is definitely all of those things. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, when you look at, like, okay, because uh, I think LSU baseball is like the major leagues. I look at a lot of SEC programs. And you look at Top Pac-12, uh, where you came from, even Arizona. And then uh, you look at the whole pitching staff. Uh, explain to the fans that um, even it does matter and you want depth at the catcher position, that who's catching particular pitchers. Explain that uh, to the fans. Because you might say, well, we got a number one catcher, he catches everyone. Could that change considering uh, that, uh, you know, you know a certain pitcher and uh, you want to be the best of the best? Just explain that because my understanding that uh, it's so precise, it is different. Uh, different catchers may be catching different pitchers. Yeah, we always look at what's best for the team. I think right now we have a great staff. I think we have nine guys right now that I'm very confident could pitch in any role, you know, be it a weekend starter, a closer, matchup, setup, that those guys will probably get the bulk of the innings. And then, you know, we have a really good core of catchers right now. We have a great defensive one in Alex Malazzo returning. He missed most of last year with an injury does a great job handling guys. He's also done a great job of being a really good mentor for our younger players and, and catchers. We have a freshman catcher named Brady Neal that we think has a chance to be exceptional on both sides of the ball. Uh, Jared Jones, Ethan Fry, and then uh, Hayden Travinsky returning also. So we'll probably play multiple guys back there, and we'll definitely pay, pair up who we think fits with, with each pitcher the best. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, uh, explain uh, to the fans and also myself. Uh, I'm a casual observer, a baseball fan. But when you look at it, can you pitch? Uh, if you could pitch, you could pitch. Uh, but when you, when you look at, like, right-handed pitching versus less left-handed pitching and how the staff and how it's structured, uh, when you look at uh, David Coleman uh, coming to left-hander, uh, we had, I believe, Tommy John uh, surgery. But where are you at as far as uh, how you utilize uh, left or right-handed pitchers? Yeah, last year we were really uh, up against it. We only had two left-handers, you know, <laughs> with Riley Cooper and Jacob Hasty, and, and both those guys did a really good job for us. Uh, in terms of matching up, we had to use them probably more than, you know, was probably ideal, I would say, but they did a great job. Uh, this year we have a few more options on the left side, but the other thing that we also have is, uh, the right-handers that we have so, have so much better strikeout stuff and capability that some of them can match up better with left-handed hitters than your normal right-hander. So okay. feel good about the balance of the staff. Coach uh, Dylan Cruz, uh, and a lot of people think he may be the first overall pick in, in the 2023 Major League Baseball draft. What have you seen for him to improve his overall game? <laughs> we know just how talented he is uh, as a hitter. 
Uh, and, man, he's got so much ability. What, what has he really worked on to improve the most in the offseason? Yeah, I think a couple things stand out. I mean, he's such an exceptional talent, an exceptional player, that he immediately has respect of all of his teammates. But how he carries himself, the things that you know the media and outsiders don't see on a daily basis with how hard he works, how good a teammate he is, type of leader he is, how he handles both success and failure like a pro. I mean, this guy's special. You know, anybody in the state of Louisiana, you want to do yourself a good service and make sure you watch this guy while he's still in college because it's not going to be too long and he's going to be playing in the Major League Baseball postseason. Trey Morgan is another guy where we see his talents at the first base position, but people were asking you, hey, is he going to play in the outfield? So kind of qualify that a little bit. Uh, Trey is such a great defensive player. And listen, um, I I told this to Bob, man, he sort of saved the bacon a few times last year with plays on first base. Just a tremendous defender. Yeah, he is. He's a he's a great competitor and uh, one of my favorite players I've ever coached. To be honest with you, just I was just talking to somebody and just said, "Hey, if the bases are loaded and we're down one in the ninth with two outs and two strikes, you want Trey Morgan at the plate because he's such a good competitor. He's going to find a way to hit a line drive somewhere." And on the defensive side of it, it's well documented in terms of his ability to play first base. He's got tremendous hand eye, flexible ability to stretch, safe throws all those types of things. And this very, very valuable player. And just like Dylan, just like Paul, just like Thatcher, you know, there's a theme within our team with great talent, with great character. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, look, obviously, um, look, Pac-12, I have respect to Pac-12 baseball, but it's no SEC. Now they have programs. I'll look at Oregon State through the years. Uh, you look at the Arizona Wildcats. You look at a Stanford Cardinal. Uh, you look at UCLA, whatever. But I'm looking at, at this year, and I love SEC sports, you know, football, basketball, baseball, whatever, the competition here in the Deep South. I can tell you what, uh, there's, no, there's no more competitive conference than the SEC in baseball. You can look at football and all that, who ends up in the national championship. But I was just looking at LSU's one of eight SEC teams uh, appearing in the top 25. Then all of a sudden, you got Tennessee number two, Florida number three, Vanderbilt, number six, A&M, number seven, Omas number 10, Arkansas, number 11, Auburn, even in the top 25. I mean, six out of the top 10, three out of the top five, Arkansas, number 11. It's like the playoffs before the season, I mean, before it even <laughs> yeah. starts. It's like you almost have a playoff series from the get-go. No doubt. There is no peer in terms of competitive competition relative to the SEC or even the SEC West. So we're going to dive right into it and, and go for it. And I know our team is really looking forward to that challenge. Jay, has there been a, a player that has really kind of exceeded expectations in the offseason for you as far as uh, being an upgrade overall as a player? Because there's always guys that, you know, I see it in the, in the football world, basketball world, They man, for whatever reason – Everything starts to click, and you see it in practice, and all of a sudden they translate it into games. Has there been a a player or two like that uh, on your team? Yeah, I think on the pitching side of it, obviously we made a a great hire with adding Wes Johnson as our pitching coach, who was the pitching coach for the Minnesota Twins in the major leagues. 
that was a big deal. And he's really, really helped some of the returning pitchers. Uh, Ty Floyd has made a nice improvement. Grant Taylor has made a massive jump. And then Bryce Collins. Uh, all three of those guys pitched well for us at times last year, but really seem to be coming into their own and uh, I think are really poised for really, really good seasons from the mound. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, we talked about, you know, the transfer portal and uh, Paul Skeen's coming from the Air Force Academy. Obviously, uh, you look at what you were able to do, number one rank uh, transfer portal. But what would entice uh, players? I don't know, because uh, they six best in the nation. What would entice uh, Christian Little to leave Vanderbilt or a guy like Thatcher Hurd uh, to leave UCLA? Is it because of you? They like you that much or what? <laughs> It must be the head coach is such a great guy. You know, I think I think recruiting is pretty simple. It's it's just connecting players to what their goals and dreams are and showing them you have a plan to help them achieve them. And to do that and do it at a place like LSU where we have great tradition, great facilities, great fan support, interest like no other in college baseball, and you can help them achieve what they want to achieve, I think it makes it a pretty good sell. And uh, I feel very fortunate to be the coach here and uh, take advantage of those types of things. Now, uh, Coach Johnson, you talked about, because uh, fans always have, uh, you know, you never want to be the weak link or the perceived weak link, and you want to go forward. And looking at shortstop uh, Jordan uh, Thompson. Uh, Thompson, I don't know if um, people realize this, um, that uh, you look at it, uh, his batting average two eighty six, on base percentage was uh, uh, was three ninety five, but he had uh, the third most doubles on the team, uh, fourteen, and he drew thirty five walks, was the second most on the team. Going to build upon that and, and not be a, a liability and get better defensively, because uh, you talked about he returns healthy. And, and coach, he was yeah, a without- freshman All SEC player. You know, last yeah, year he was, was a sophomore, but he was a freshman, all-SEC performer. Yeah, without question. I think it'll be one of the great stories of the team. I think if you ask any member of our team uh, the confidence they had in him playing shortstop, it would be extremely high. And I think everybody's going to see a, a great player on both sides of the ball and very confident in what he provides to our team and, and the type of season I think he's poised to have. Coach, uh, I told you this last year when we had you on that uh, I have a friend of mine who's who scouts uh, out west, Major League Baseball team, and he as soon as you got hard, he texted me, he said, hey, give me a call. He said, LSU is hard, the Steve Spurrier of college baseball and Jay Johnson. Oh, now you're giving him the big head. No, 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 I told him this a year ago. <laughs> I, I told him that because I was talking to Christian with it, and he was like, Mike, I said, listen, that's a big compliment. Yes. And Steve Spur, you talk about what he did at the University of Florida, but he said it's really his style of game, and he's going to make it exciting for the fans, and they're going to score a lot of runs. Now, he said again, Pitching's going to be something you're going to have to get. But he said you can say that about 99% of every team in college baseball today. You, you need more pitching. That, 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 I think we saw glimpses of that last year, that, that you had that element. And I get it now. What do you talk to me about, about that Steve Spurrier of college baseball? Wow, that's a nice compliment. <laughs> and, um, you know, Coach, Coach Spurrier uh, and that run that they had at, at Florida and the SEC – in the nineties and they won that national title. And I know they won the SEC three, four or five times. 
and they were known for exciting offenses. And that's certainly something that, you know, we want to be known for here. And I think last year's team definitely, you know, had a great offense, but we want to be complete and complete on the mound, complete on the defensive side of it. And uh, ultimately, you know, just have the program that our entire state can be proud of, not just in the winning, but how we play and that they can identify with our competitiveness or fundamentals and our character. And I think we're on our way in that. And, you know, the 18 or 19 months that I've been here, we've definitely been working at that every day. Now, uh, you know, Coach Johnson, you always have to have uh, luck with injuries or, uh, you know, you coming into the season and a player that might be dealing with an injury. Uh, what about Gavin Duga uh, recovering from his eye surgery? I think that was back in November. Uh, you know, he batted uh, 306, I want to say, in 39 games. And then you look at uh, maybe not in the field, but you have a designated hitter in Kate uh, Velasco. Uh, you know, look at his injury, uh, you know, in the season over in last February uh, with the uh, disastrous injury, I should say, the torn ACL. So where are they at? And how you expect them to contribute? All I know, one thing, Coach Davin Dugas, man, and I've seen him for a long time because from my, my neck of the woods, so to speak. Uh, you talk about a clutch guy. That guy in the clutch, he he makes plays for you. Yeah, both those guys are awesome. I mean, they both could have moved on with their life, but chose to come back for a fifth year. Took advantage of that COVID year type situation. Both of them, you know, had disappointing years last year, just based on injury. Uh, both were great teammates. They have good leadership capabilities. So you start there, but then they can provide, you know, good things for the team. I mean, Cade, I've only seen him in scrimmage games because he was hurt and missed the entire season last year. But it, nobody on our team, you know, puts together quality at bats like he does in terms of getting on base or moving the ball with runners on base. So excited to have him healthy and, and use him as a weapon uh, at important times in the game. And then with Gavin, Gavin's still been hurt. He's had an eye injury here this year where he missed most of the fall. Uh, we're hoping to get him some reps uh, before we get into the season um, with, his, with his eye hopefully getting healthy. And, you know, everybody's seen what he can do when healthy and it would be a nice lift to our team if we could get back to that. Coach, from a pitching standpoint, is this something that you got to kind of see a little bit more of, especially in action? Uh, of how that lineup will be set from a pitching standpoint. Because, you know, a lot of times as you get into the season early on, you, you have some cold weather days and, and kind of how it works out for your pitching staff. Is that something that's still sort of an evolution for you? Yeah, I just like where we're at from depth standpoint. I think we have about six guys that can start, and I'm never – probably ever said that about any team, which gives us the flexibility to kind of interchange guys for any reason and maybe start guys. We may do some piggybacking some games. What that means is you may see a guy go five innings and another guy come in and go like four innings to keep all their pitch counts up so we can be flexible with that starting rotation. So I'm super excited about, like I said, the improvement of the returners, the addition of the new talent we had. You guys have mentioned Christian Little, Thatcher yeah. Hurd, Paul Skeens. We have a freshman named Chase Shores that I think is poised uh, to be, you know, future ace here at LSU. And then uh, Nate Ackenhausen, left-hander, and improvement on the guys like Riley Cooper, Bryce Collins. Like, that's a lot of pieces. And I think uh, 
I think Tiger fans are going to be really excited about what they see from the pitcher's mound at the box this year. Is that something from a pitcher standpoint as a freshman that you would have no issues in, in, in putting him in there uh, as a starter? Or is that something you would maybe put him in more as a, a middle relief guy? It depends on the pitcher, but okay. with Chase, I'm fully com- confident in him. I mean, he's six eight. He throws up to ninety mile, ninety eight miles an hour, and uh, he's a guy when he's standing up on the mound looking in at you. He doesn't make you feel real comfortable standing <laughs> in the box. <laughs> so uh, you're going to see see a lot of him uh, throughout the next three years here, which makes Coach Johnson very happy. Coach, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We really appreciate it. I know we'll be talking later on, but a uh, lot of expectations. But I can sort of hear it in the voice. You know you got something here. You, you know you got it. Well, he's accepting the challenge and go Tigers. That's right. I'm excited to get on with you guys again. Let's talk anytime. All right, Thanks coach so Johnson. much. Appreciate it. LSU head baseball coach Jay Johnson. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. want to thank Jay Johnson for joining us tonight, giving us some quality time here. We had a little uh, misconnect early on, but we were able to get back with him and uh, a lot of information. Bob, one of the things is, uh, one thing in baseball about getting hot at the right time, and we saw Ole Miss. Uh, in, right. And, and they had a roller coaster. Uh, uh, you talk about an ultimate roller coaster because before the start of the season and early on, uh, a lot of people projected them as the number one team in the country. Then all of a sudden, Bianco's team. It's like almost uh, crash and burn. Uh, they, they were flat-footed. Uh, couldn't do anything. They roll into Baton Rouge, and they sweep the series. Mike, they ready? And to, it turned the entire season around uh, for the Rebels. They ready to fire Coach Bianco, uh, and then now they build a statue of him because he's <laughs> national champs. I mean, no, it's unbelievable. Baseball, uh, you need to truly have a team and have the depth. So, what if you have an ultimate unbelievable Friday night starter? Did you win the series? What if you lose the next two and you won in two? No, you have to win. Now, you can't. Listen, if you're going against top opponents, I'm not even talking about the East with Tennessee, Florida, and Vanderbilt. I'm talking about the West. Let's say A&M, Ole Miss, and Arkansas. You know what you got to do? You got to win two out of the three. They might say, oh, no, you're probably not going to sweep them. They're that good, and you're good, but you got to win two out of three. See, that's what's key. That's why, I, Mike, I, I'm probably the most excited – about LSU baseball. It's been, uh, uh, been a while. Hey, listen, I've been excited with Coach Maneri and all what they want. But this year, Mike, I, I don't know. I'm going to have to pinch myself and Because and the expectations. Yes. And yes. you just you – know, one thing, I, I listen to Coach as well. If you listen to Jay tonight, he was also very confident, even though, I mean, he, he gave the right stuff to say – He's very confident in this baseball team. Well, very, and, and you can hear it in his voice. That's why you know the one thing I like, uh, you know, like when you look at March Madness or you look at football. No, you can have a bad night and you're done. Done. It's okay. one and done. Okay, to me, baseball. I like when you look at. That's why I like Major League Baseball. Uh, uh, Mike, even in NBA, when you're playing in a series, the best team's going to win. Like the Pelicans, let's say whoever you might think, oh, the Pelicans really don't have a chance. Whether you think, uh, I don't know, it'd be the Bucks or the Celtics or, or whoever you perceive. Whoever you perceive, the East or West. But can you beat them? If you're in a seven-game series, can you beat them four times? You might beat them a couple of times, but can you, uh, can you win the series? 
That's why uh, when I look at LSU right now and the team they have uh, together, that's why I think it's going to be key is is that when you're playing in a series and a tough SEC opponent, you don't have to sweep them, but you got to win two out of the three. You think about Major League Baseball, and I know Charlie keeps up with it a lot, and we saw the Astros really play. The Astros? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I know you're pulling that. But we saw the Mets last year. Didn't they jump out to a real hot start? And the Phillies, all of a sudden... The Braves caught them. They, yeah, the Braves yeah. did catch them. But the Phillies, they were a slow-starting team, too. It, and all of a sudden, they got hot late. And that's the thing in college baseball and also in Major League Baseball. Uh, these teams getting hot at certain times during the season. Well, you want to get hot when it's turning hot, especially college baseball. When coming like late May and June and all that, Mike, uh, that you, you got to be peaking. There were uh, four 100-win teams in the NL last year, and the two teams that were in the NLCS were neither of them. With none of them. There was the Padres, there was the Padres and the Phillies. The, the two teams that were in the NL playoffs that didn't win 100 games out of the six teams. Right. So you look, you have, hot. you have very impressive seasons, but what are you doing in the postseason? Yeah. You're getting hot at the right times yeah. where it's about in baseball. And, and that's the thing, too. It, Major League Baseball and, and college baseball sort of the same today. The interchangeable parts. Man, you see and everybody sort of moving things here and there all across the board. And I think you sort of see the same thing in college baseball, the the transfer portal. that That's changed the world completely in, in college sports. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people say, man, Tennessee, that this may be the year. You know, if they get a piece of together, because everybody last year, Tennessee's the best team. Tennessee's the best team. I never heard so many people pull for Notre Dame when Notre Dame played Tennessee. You know, because well, well, they well, wanted well, the arrogance kind of knocked out of the volunteers. Well, you look at Tennessee. Well, they were fifty-seven and nine, but then did they are, 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 are were they the NCAA champions? No, they got no. beat by Notre Dame. But, but I'm just saying. So uh, that's why. Listen, I think if you're an LSU fan, and these are because I think you have to have luck and breaks uh, whenever you win a championship. You know, the ball weather's bouncing your way with injuries and all that. That I think is not unrealistic. There's not pie in the sky. That that's Lanyap. Now you would say, no, we all want to be a champion. Yes, we all want to be a champion. But if you can make it to Omaha, I think because you think about this, if you're truly in Omaha and you make the College World Series, then you want to eight. And there's no way. I think Coach Johnson would tell you, hell yeah, we should be one of eight. It's not saying you're the best of the best. But, you know, how it unfolds, you're playing the regional, super regional, and all that, and what's going to come about. So I think if you truly objective as an LSU baseball fan, you should say, well, uh, look, I'm willing to invest, name, image, and likeness with the players, and support the program like we've always done through the years. But um, you got to throw us a bone. And uh, the Omaha people, uh, and they love they LSU. They want LSU. They love Man, LSU Put it to you this there. way, as far as beer and liquor sales. Oh, they want <laughs> LSU there. <laughs> they never got it like when uh, LSU was playing. So that's why I say, Mike, you don't know if you're going to be truly a national champion. That's what you want to be. But there's no reason why, and I think that's another expectations, uh, expectation that uh, LSU, considering the resources they have and the team they're supposed to have, not on the road in the playoffs, but where LSU is hosting a super regional. You want to think to get to Omaha? Jay didn't say it tonight, but we've had him on a few times, and he's made that comment when we've brought up Tennessee and a Florida and a Vanderbilt and a Texas A and M. They all amongst uh, the best, uh, best of the best. But boy, who he's really praised, Arkansas. 
Was, he, man, he has really stroked them. That man, uh, okay, they always sort of get le- left out of the conversation, they had, but they always really good. Well, they've always had the pitching. Uh, to me, the pitching dev has always been there for Arkansas. And Mike, uh, they're right there. I, I don't would know. They, would they uh, rank they're, they're, they're 11th? 11, they're 11th. So I don't know. That's top 10. I mean, uh, consider, you, you look at Arkansas last year, they were 46-21, but uh, they, they're right there. Okay, for instance, uh, Ole Miss uh, is ranked 10th. They were forty-two and twenty-three. Arkansas was forty-six and twenty-one. And, you know, you look at that. So, uh, I mean, I'm a pressure on Coach Johnson and all that. That you got to go to Omaha and uh, LSU fans, considering the facility, said, "Oh, we got to host a super regional." And uh, I think even from Tulane and uh, you know, Turchin Field, uh, that that Tulane should be able to be. On the level, and at times, you and O, off and on. I mean, I'm going and back Charlie two can decades, answer it, yeah. too. UL. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because they've produced some really good baseball because teams Because of the north, years. it's so cold that uh, there's no reason, even southeast. And you look at all the area programs. And if I'm in Lafayette, Bob, I can recruit a little east, a little west. You go north or whatever. You know, I mean, I, you know it, it, the proximity there to get players. Well, uh, that's why I've always felt you the You can sleeping... play baseball in February down here exactly. where it's freaking snowing up there. They can't, they got to go inside and in the building and do the batting cage or, or warm up or practice or something. So that's... that's why I think, listen, the South, we could truly be a hotbed uh, uh, in baseball, whether it's UL, Southeast, and even Nickel State, uh, UNO, uh, Tulane, uh, LSU. Southern Miss. Uh, no, uh, any any of this region, we should always have good baseball programs. And they got a lot of baseball talent out there, man. You, you talk about little, little kids. You know, they're, they're on the travel run, so to speak, parent wise, uh, with them. So um, exciting year to start it up, certainly uh, with college baseball. Bob, end it for us tonight here on Sports Talk. Well, that looked good in the first quarter. The, the Pels are losing twenty five to, to twelve. 12. With three look, looks like uh, we right. got that bet covered. Yeah, right? All right, okay. Bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Go Who dat? Saints. Who that? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.